Probably Science. I'm Andy Wood. Uh, it's a very special week here for our podcast, for all podcasts. Yeah. It's we're leading up to the second annual LA Podcast Festival, which La is Podfest. La Podfest, uh, which is happening this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. There's at... a lot been happening. This is exciting times. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I'm also... Matt Kirsch, and I should probably say <laughs> uh, across the, the table is regular, pretty much always guest co-host Jesse Case. When when do I start researching the topics? You guys are doing all the legwork here. You should be an official. Yeah, now that uh, Brooks is not I want to be on SNL. This is my ride. This has <laughs> clearly been established as a launching pad. The, the and... deal is you have to be part, you have to be really enthusiastic about the podcast, then be absent for six months, then come back for one day and be really enthusiastic again, and then be absent for another three months, and then turn then up in Lord New York Michaels on TV. We'll start to take notice, and then you'll get an audition in front of him. He'll fly out to New York. Fall I'm going to plan this out. I'm going to okay. do it. So uh, we didn't mention our listeners, I think, before we told them that Brooks got hired as a writer for SNL, but since then he's been... Been uh, promoted to also performer. He's he's in the cast. He's in the cast. He's in the cast. He was very, very much on TV last night, or not last night? A few nights ago, he was very much. I say last night because I watched it last night. On, <laughs> yeah. That's not how things work anymore. <laughs> he was in uh, more than one thing. He was yes. in more than one. Very thing. surreal. Yeah, very surreal. So good on you, Brooks. Nice work. We hope Absolutely. we'll be able to do. Congrats, buddy. Have you back on at some point and talk about what that is like? Because I'm sure it's got to be the craziest. We got to get. You know, we should get merch made, and he can wear one on the closing. Oh he would my do god, that. that's a good idea. He would totally wear a probably science tee. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Okay, uh, we've put this off too long. We yes. should get to... Uh, so it, because it is podcast week, essentially, and we're leading up to the podcast festival... We have Which, by the way, if you don't have tickets yet, go and get your tickets for that. We've yep. got a special guest, Reese Darby, from Flight of the Concords. And a scientist awesome. coming on the show. And ours is taking place at noon uh, at the Lemeridian Delfina in Santa Monica on Saturday the 5th. Uh, so tickets at LAPodfest.com for that. Um, but we're putting this off too long. I sat across from us. <laughs> like, podcast royalty, I think. Podcast oh, pioneers. Absolutely. The very, I, I like pioneers. I like the idea yeah. that you were podcasting back in the day when, when it was dangerous territory. I think we're just battling who's nerdier right now. <laughs> you guys started back in, that's, uh, that's, that's the voice of Camda. We have Keith Malley and Camda from Keith and the Girl here with us. Hello. Yeah, it's been over eight years now. Back wow, in 2000, early 2005. So you, guys, you guys started just by mailing out cassette tapes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For people used to, to be, to in their yeah. car. used to have to shout the podcast into a Sega Genesis and pass it around the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was just you guys and Ricky Gervais pretty much at that point, right? What was going on in Ricky 2005? Ricky Gervais, I think, was after us. Um, at the time whenever I tried to tell people what I do for a living or even when we first started we were sort of doing it as a hobby since we weren't getting paid um, I said that I I do a podcast and people would go what and I said well it's a talk show and they're like what station and I said on the internet and they looked at me like I've been living in my mother's basement for so long that it's it, it and, and, and that I would even dare to say this to them. So it just, it just seemed like some nerdy thing that people just wafted us away with, sure, you know? Right, right. But, but our audience who knew podcasting, who, you know, You've looked got a for crazy fan base, right? Incredible. We have over 120 something tattoos of yeah, our logo over. and our, oh how many tattoos? Wow. Yeah. Easily 120. Yeah. It's so funny. That's amazing. Uh, weird. That's, Do you have like a, uh, I mean, good weird. A flicker yeah. pool set up of all those so people can, you can go there. to com slash tattoos and you'll see them all there. You'll see the <laughs> Stanley Cup has our shirt on it you'll yeah. see people wearing things overseas in the military that kind of thing oh Very exciting. actually A one flag of was throw was flown in iraq in our honor yeah. it's, it gets speaking wow. about surreal it's amazing that's I, ludicrous but yeah. wonderful like that's what happens yeah. when you 
it's flattering. It's so much fun when you put out a good thing for a lot of years. Like, it, like you've had your audience has grown up with you. You've had yeah. You've, yeah. you've got must have listeners who were kids when they started listening to you, and That's now true. they're proper people with jobs. Actually, one of our because <laughs> of us. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we we hired one of we hire basically um, in house. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So Danny Hatch works with us and he started listening to us when he was in his early teens and he, he ended up interning for us when we, he moved to New York. Now he's on our network and he, he does our PA and, um, he gets, he gets, he helps get the show ready. But I wanted to mention this since you guys mentioned LA Podfest and the tattoos. One of our fans who has an entire, uh, KTG mural sort of on his arm is going to be there. Uh, his, he goes by Elvis cause he's an Elvis impersonator and he has, you know, a cover of one of my CDs, cover one of Keith's well, Elvis's CDs. Elvis's podcast sleeve was, a lot of people didn't know about that. It was a prominent, <laughs> you know, I mean, he didn't go Just sleeveless like a lot, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm scrolling through these pictures of tattoos. I can't right. believe how many there are. <laughs> Lip tattoos, black light tattoos. That's amazing. Yeah, black light. These guys have tattoos. <laughs> By the way, they broke up that couple, oh. but they both have KTG tattoos that will show up under blacklight. Yeah, one of the coolest things is we have these uh, live shows and live events, and people meet through there. And, and we've had a couple marriages that happened through. Wow. We had a KTG cruise. You're a all society. What? <laughs> You're a society rather than a show now. Sure. <laughs> wow. Do you yeah. still have recordings of like the early, early days where it's all crackly and we you say a, over after every line? We always took, yeah, we always took it very serious, but it is odd to write over. <laughs> and if anybody's out there, this is Keith coming through in the podcast. Well, I, re- <laughs> yeah, I remember listening to your early stuff, but um, the, it's so hard on eBay finding your early podcast because the wax is always melted. When you order it. It's so hard to get those cylinders. Uh, we do have, uh, like you hear the last 10 shows we ever did through the Keith and the Girl feed for free and we have a VIP program. Now we're Keith and the Girl Network and we have other bonus shows and through the VIP program you can hear every show we've ever done including the first one. Wow, that's great. VIP yeah. program. Yeah. Guys, we're learning a lot here. <laughs> we are a shambles. Set up a VIP we're a shambles. Oh, I, by the way, before we get any further, I should mention, we don't have VIP programs. We have uh, We do have a donation button. sometimes just send us some money to help us cover Sometimes our, an ironically small amount of money to... To test how to little test. money they can donate and still get a mention on I'll the show. The answer take is 99 cents. <laughs> that is the answer. 99 cents, but we won't say your name. We'll just say your country. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but we did just get a donation from David Wiley in Colorado. Thank you so much, David. We appreciate it. That was the very generous. Like, Thanks, it's buddy. always, inc- like, again, always. Yeah, fuck We don't have flood, tattoos, David. but we do have, like, I'm, I'm amazed when someone li- likes our show enough to put some money in to help yeah. us right. make when, it. When, when a Colorado native, instead of donating to the Red Cross, <laughs> just gives some cash to probably science. He's got priorities. Good on you, David. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> It's, it's probably of, good. It's the voice of not not permanent co-host Jesse Case. <laughs> not always, not always part of the show. Jesse, say, say bye bye to SNL. Yeah, the voice of sometimes co-host, no longer co-host Jesse Case. No, David, thank you very much for your donation. Well, well, we're talking about Colorado natives as well. I just we got a gift of a book and. Uh... Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, Peter McGraw, the professor at um, UC Boulder. Um, you might remember from he was the first scientist that we had on the show, the first non-comedian bluffing right. their way through the science stories and actual yeah. researcher. And uh, he's doing a he has been working on a universal theory of why things are funny. 
uh, this theory called the benign violation theory, and he's trying to figure out what 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 bridges all kinds of humor across all societies. And he sounds more, like a fun guy. He's he a is fun, actually. He's, yeah. a, he's a surprisingly fun guy for someone who spends his life dissecting humor and ruining it for everyone. Right. But, um, but walks he just put parties out, with a stopwatch. It's very, it's very annoying. <laughs> he's got a clipboard and a lab coat. Right. Yeah. He I gives everybody shows. a tagline in conversation, yes. <laughs> but not like a good one, just like a scientifically right. extrapolated. <laughs> right. Um, but Damn if, near killed him. Yeah, if you if you want to hear more about his theory, and it really is fascinating. If anyone's interested in what makes people laugh, um, that you firstly you can listen to. I think one of the longest episodes we did. We talked for nearly two hours about it, but in far more depth. His book has now come out. The human. No, no, it's not actually out yet. He sent an advanced copy for me as a respected comedy peer to uh, to check out. No, it's going to come out um, early next year. They're still going through revisions and things. Ah, but okay. I've uh, I've got about a third of the way through. It's really interesting. Well, there we go. Look out for that. Pre-order it. And and while we're also talking about things that have just come out, I'm right in front of us is Keith, off of Keith and the Girl, uh, the very best of Keith Malley, uh, Good Clean Fun. It's a new CD. It's a new CD. It's on iTunes now. I do. A, I don't have the passion for stand-up like you guys do, but I do enjoy it, and I do one show. It's, it's very presumptuous of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not saying you enjoy doing it. You just have a passion for it. And I'll do a show uh, once a year and make a CD of it, and so it, this is the 10th one. And so I thought I'd do something fun and do kind of like a best of, but because I curse so much, I decided to do something different and just make it clean. Part of the idea was that he could send it to... uh, Both of our parents are very upset at what we're doing with our lives. (laughs) Yeah. My parents haven't talked to me in a while now. Are you serious? Um, Yeah. That's brutal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You guys, I brought my violin. Um, (laughs) And so... She actually has. That's weird. (laughs) Very weird. And Andy has a trombone. (laughs) We're going to finish this show with a bit of klezma. So, if <laughs> yeah. so the idea was maybe okay, this particular fun. CD yes. he'll be able to send to his parents. And I don't know. Can you still? I don't know. Because there's <laughs> while it is clean without curse words per se, it's pretty filthy. <laughs> like it's a, Most it, people don't pronounce it per se. They just say the word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> huh? Really beating around the bush there, Keith. Come on, is it, is it all just is it all just folks, replacing swear words? <laughs> <laughs> is it all just replacing swear words with the first letter of the word? Because like I, after in her bh is still going to be probably right. offensive to. Uh, well, he describes what in the beginning. This is one of my my favorite tracks. Describes what people think clean is, and it's so funny because you watch TV or you listen to music and it's like fuck nigga yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're saying I'm so confused right. well like my dad would say when there's like a sex scene in a movie and he would say back in my day you didn't have to show the sex scene it was up to your imagination and that was even better and I'm like you're just saying that's even dirtier though <laughs> right because <laughs> right. they're like okay they just kissed and have a fumble but in your dad's mind it's, it's like butt yeah. sex yeah. <laughs> your dad like assumes rear window is full of fisting <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, the imagination. Let me tell you, son. (laughs) Jesus, man. I'm disgusted by that. Yeah, it's like shows like Two and a Half Men are just full of innuendo, but if you just extrapolate, I mean, they're talking about anal sex. Like, you can't pretend like this is clean because you aren't using the word. Yeah, just because you make a dumb face after like, that doesn't mean you didn't just say something. Yeah, that's so weird. Me and (laughs) that. That's what I do. I still curse in the CD, but after each joke, I go, (laughs) 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 I actually do have a trombone. I I'm not afraid to break out the trombone at some point on this podcast. I live with you and I know you're not. (laughs) 
You're going to be practicing this trying morning? Trying to sleep. Trying to sleep, buddy. And you I've known Andy for long enough to know he literally means break out a trombone. Yes. <laughs> By the way, I, I didn't... a plastic trombone. Sorry, I didn't see the, the new season yet of Saturday Night Live. How does Brooks, uh, what's he doing in the beginning? Does he pretend to play basketball, they, pretend to play chess, pretend to be like, oh, who's on my left? They're not, they're, yeah, they're not really catching them now. Oh, they're just, just sort of portraits. Yeah. It's, it's weird jump cuts of portraits. But it is, cr- I still can't believe I heard Don Pardo's voice say, Brooks Whelan. That's <laughs> weird, so surreal. Man. That's super weird. It doesn't get any higher. Like, that's what everybody, I don't know, that's what my, that's what got me into comedy, I think. It's one of the first things I remember being, being obsessed with was it's, SNL. It's one of the first times that people recognize comedians' names. You yeah, know, it's, yeah. a lot of times right. you'll go to a club and you'll say, oh, that one guy was funny with that joke and they'll butcher it and then forget about it and move on. It was yeah. one of the first times that you got superstars out of stand-up comedy. Yeah, and comedy yeah. in general. That's totally. a great, great observation. A deep moment <laughs> by Hemda. So of before Keith we get, before we get into actually actual science stories, we always like to ask our guests, even though they rarely uh, have science backgrounds, we ask them what their background is, even if it was just what what yeah. you remember from school, what you liked oh my God. in sciences, or, or... full on PhD in. <laughs> it could be that science was the only class I failed. Right. It could be, but I I didn't need that credit by the end of it. I think I was taking physics, and I was like. Oh, yeah, I don't need this. I'm going to go to lunch now. Uh, But I did have a wonderfully beautiful chemistry teacher who was probably my favorite teacher. And I am an asshole for not remembering his name, but (laughs) such a sweet guy. And I was convinced. (laughs) This counts as science, right? Chemistry? A little bit. Yeah, Yeah. chemistry is absolutely a science. Absolutely a science. I'd say uh, it's one of the main ones. (laughs) I was amazed by how much I was able to pick up by this guy. And, yeah. you know, with the periodic table and I said, oh, this, this, this makes sense. Like, I'm I, doing it. I wonder if any kids are getting more interested in chemistry just because they're breaking bad. Do you think that's happened Absolutely. at all? I don't know, but no, I do met. know that I'm very behind on it. So we have to stop this oh, conversation okay. right sorry. now. Yeah. I'm sorry. Just before. We have done so many breaking bad spoilers on this show. And well, got into it's trouble It's the for number it. one iTunes, like one star comment. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like breaking bad spoilers. Wait, is it a spoiler uh, to say, did you guys, did you guys watch it? Okay, don't. no, you don't can't. Do don't even say it. Don't, don't even, do it. even, you don't can even, no, it's not about plot. It's about the fact that the show ends with one of my favorite songs of all time, which made me so, like, I couldn't love the show more right now. You really can't can't help yourself. <laughs> I won't even say what song. Now we it have to know there's a, a song. It closes with a bad <laughs> song at the end. It closes right. with a bad finger song. That's one of the best songs ever written. So I, that that made it put the neatest little bow on this perfect show. The lyrics days. are uh, Jesse's dead. Is that the one? <laughs> the lyrics are I wish <laughs> that Jesse dead. was dead. Yeah. <laughs> it was a uh, side note. Jesse's girl has one of my favorite ever lyrics in any like just clumsy awkward lyrics. She's watching him with the, loving it with that body. I just know it. Uh no no uh, no it's uh. It's the only song I ever know that has managed to use the word moot. Where? <laughs> in a, I want to tell her that I love her. But I want to tell is... her that I, you know, I feel so dirty when they start talking cute. I want to tell her that I love her, but the point is probably moot. Like how clumsily awkward. Wow. It is. <laughs> but the point is probably moot. Yeah. That's well a good done, line. Like I put this fucking song on moot. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? These fucking guys. That sounds, like, that sounds like the voice of our, our roommate Stu. Our lovely roommate Stuart. <laughs> Uh, Should we tell that quick story? Or sitcom not? waiting to happen. Yeah. Um, so our our roommate Stuart, our lovely roommate, is um, he's he, on the mend. He's no longer near death. He's on the mend. No longer on his deathbed. I mean, he's still gonna die in that bed, but <laughs> not his God. deathbed yet. <laughs> Your place, by the way, is so beautiful, and I feel better about it. The more roommates you guys bring up. <laughs> so we're yeah. up to 16 roommates yeah, now. I'm more comfortable with yes. the giant pool. The flop house. They're all terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, Except Jesse. But he's the worst technologically. Yeah. Uh, he, he doesn't get anything. He just, uh, <laughs> any technology. That's why we talk. There's no chance he'll ever hear a mm. podcast in his life. 
Um, he still has a Keith and the Girl tattoo, though. So it's, <laughs> it's amazing. a little, little weird. That's little how weird. deep you guys have pervaded society. Yeah. We telegraph it over yeah. to him. Um, yeah, you've broken into the furniture salesman zeitgeist. We went house to house back in the day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's how you get the most loyal fans. That's how it, that's is. it is. It um, is. Does anyone uh, need a podcast done at them? <laughs> no, how about a vacuum? <laughs> and, and he decided to buy a new computer, uh, so I had to go with him. And he said, and I quote, also need a new keyboard because this one's, uh, you know, covered with DNA. <laughs> <laughs> Horrifying. 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 This is a man with no teeth. This okay. is a- I think I might be able to one-up that story, speaking of the same thing. So Let's Keith- do it. Keith enjoys the keyboard as well. <laughs> See, it's not that me okay. or your roommate no, enjoy you the that, keyboard. You gotta get that sneeze guard. First of all, <laughs> oh, it's like a subway. I talk about uh, uh, famed character actor Peter Sneezeguard. Is that the one we're talking about? Well, first of all, anywhere in our studio, we now we used to live together, but now we have a separate studio for every, everywhere. It's like an Easter egg hunt for his lube, and so I run into it every here and again. But on going back. Uh, one time he got some of his keyboard juice on the sure. keyboard. DNA. And, seminal fluid. Right. Semen from the <laughs> Well, let's DNA. not get lewd. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so he couldn't get it out, right? I prefer to leave what it is to the imagination. Yeah. <laughs> Son, when we used to jerk off staring at the typewriter, we, <laughs> we didn't have all these words for what was on the keys. You type the word boobs into the typewriter. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I'm more of a typing the word legs man myself. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so one time he couldn't get his his juice off of it. And we had an intern at the time and he explained on the show that he couldn't get it out and blah, blah, blah. The interns were sticking and stuff. Yeah. So the intern came in. He goes, I think I can fix this. And Keith was like, sure, go ahead. And I go, okay, but you listen to the show. You know what's making these keys stick, right? Trooper. And he did it. So, how did he do it? Did he fight fire with fire? No, no. (laughs) (laughs) His is more an acid. (laughs) Now, this being a fan, are you kind of worried that this uh, was being used to colonize an entire society of little Keith Malleys? This was like. Sent you know off what? To a lab to- Good luck to those troops. Okay. <laughs> if you want to do that, wow. then, then you got me. <laughs> you got me. Then I'll happily pay for those children. You got me. Good for you. Uh, so he, he he you know unpopped the keys and uh, cleaned it out. Oh. That's wow. That's going above and beyond. Yeah. And and to not even have to be asked. Yeah. yeah, is what's yeah. so. And he set a precedent for every new intern. Yeah. And, and listeners, all we ask of you here in Probably Science is just give us a nice review on iTunes. <laughs> even, nice I don't review. even need you to come you out and you don't clean, have to clean up. Our, my we keep our keyboards clean. Keyboard. We have compressed air cans. Yeah. We know all the tricks. <laughs> well, that intern now has a branding about how big is this? This all his, on... his whole side. And when she says branding, I pictured. I mean, this is hardcore enough, but I pictured like branding cattle. Yeah. But it's not like People that. Do that. But Somebody else did yeah, that. Yeah, people with do another... that like in their house and stuff like that. But when you go to a real tattoo shop, they have a electric pen. They cauterize, right? Yeah, and they there oh, was like skin popping or something. They put it in. Yeah, it. they yeah. start. They start. They cut out the outline mm-hmm. with the scalpel, oh. and then they take the pen that's so you know just a point at the end, and they fill in the whole logo. And the logo has my hair. Kind of hair nice. is huge, and just and he feels like he's gonna throw up. He's crying. We videotaped it and there's put it no, on KTG TV. There's no <laughs> coloring; it's just the scarring is what co- is what yeah. paints it. You're saying there's no ink in it. It's just no. It really is just a just burn pen. Yeah. Of, yeah. 
That's incredible. Wow. At first, there's black and blue color, I guess, but yeah. then it's just all black. I think that's scientific. That's very scientific. scientific. Keith, what is what? Is, what if anything is your science background? My side, well, how dare if anything? But um, well, we say if anything <laughs> on precedent with the show with our with our past guests is. Re- uh, we've been doing the show for eight years, and uh, for a while now, we've been putting polls up for each show. Mm-hmm. And I, there's a science to that when I have to fit, like if I'm going to figure out, have you ever masturbated into your keyboard? That kind of thing. I thought you meant you had like stripper guests. <laughs> <laughs> and you, tell me if you guys, being scientists, uh, I would use that in the loosest possible yeah, sense. I don't know yeah. if that's. <laughs> yeah, being, I'm, I'm totally unrelated. How about <laughs> being a scientist? There sure, we go. Sure. <laughs> Uh, if you have this problem, I put up the poll, and say I put up a poll like um, I, I started talking about if uh, guys that cave into their wives or they p- pussy whip that kind of thing, and I said if you have a significant other, do you just say do you just go along with your significant other for whatever they want so that there's no hassle, uh, you know? And your choices are yes, I I do cave more than I should. No, I don't. I don't have a significant other. Uh, I saw somebody vote, and they voted no. I don't you know put up with any bullshit. And then I, then I realized, you know, you don't have a significant other. I can tell from on our forums from other things you wrote. And he goes, no, I don't. But I, if I did, I can tell I wouldn't take any shit. <laughs> I'm not that kind of guy. That's what bothers me so much about science. It's that just let me be the scientist. Don't ruin my science. I'm not asking my listeners to take a science class. I can't even name them. Chemistry apparently is one. <laughs> I'm saying don't come in my office and just start smashing beakers, turning <laughs> right. on Bunsen burners. I'll do the science, but let me do it. And it's, I think that's what that's what upsets me the most. That's the hardest part of science. I think if you talk did to you any... Catch, did you catch, I'll do the science. I'll do the <laughs> science. Just, you don't gotta be an asshole about it. This dovetails perfectly, actually, into something that was just sent to me by a friend of the show, Charlene Conley, which um, is exactly my sentiment on the state of, of the public's perception of science. Um, popular science has just shut off their comments. Did you guys hear about this? Yes. I heard of it. How great is that? That's How great. great is that? Because they decided like it's not this this tiny vocal minority is able to influence things that aren't debatable mm. right, in right. the science. It's like whether it's whether it's you know vaccines, whether it's global warming, like it's these are things that aren't up for debate. And thanks to online comment forums, well, they there, become debatable things. Well, there's another thing at the same time in Britain. Um, a lot of people are now protesting. Um. Well, they're protesting more the the stores that sell them because huge uh, news agents like uh, and bookstores um, like Smiths are selling this magazine called "What Doctors Don't Tell You," and it's just full of pseudoscience and bullshit, it's like how to cr- how to cure cancer with vitamin C. I thought C. it was just full of doctors' pin numbers. <laughs> right, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> just maiden names. Of I'm scared of dying alone. <laughs> right. What do- doctors don't want you to know. <laughs> And it, it's, I jerk off too much. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean it, it kind of is accurate because it's full of non-medical incorrect facts, which is also what doctors don't want you to. What doctors don't want you to. What your doctor doesn't want you to know that some people think this is a way to treat cancer, and it isn't. Right. Yeah, exactly. There's a good reason they don't want you to know. Um, but you have, yeah, even something like popular science. You, you people just, and they won't be thinking about it. They, yeah. You know, they're not turning this into an editor. They're on the shit. They'll just type it in, and that's it. It's gonna be the. It's gonna be the same mentality of people at Yahoo Answers. When yeah. I go there and I say, is it safe for my dog to literally lick my wounds? Is that healthy? And, the first, <laughs> right. and Yahoo Answers got so popular, that's your first Google It's always the first thing. search. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So I click on it and somebody answers, uh, I'm not sure, but I didn't study it. <laughs> and you can enter. You can hit enter with no shame. Right. Oh, can I? Let me. This is weird. But, um, unlike the other things I've said so far. But there was a debate recently I was having with a friend 
about the legality of sleeping with a mentally retarded person. Because, Andy, don't give me that look. No, Someone no don't look, throw me under the bus. Back me up here. Because it's illegal. Okay, what happened? No, nothing happened. Nothing happened, but it's complete. Okay, what do the charges say happened? <laughs> we know it's all bullshit. <laughs> we know it's trumped up. But, uh, no, 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 because, you know, it's illegal. It's, that's considered statutory. It's not considered consent if someone's IQ is below a certain point. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was arguing that point with my friend, and they didn't do anything either. It was just, we were just having a dumb bar conversation. So I go to Yahoo. Go, you know, do the Google. Right. And the amount of people that have asked that question, <laughs> and the amount of people that have phrased it weird, like phrased, uh, phrased it re- like really revealingly, you know. Um, but if like, that person happens say... to just work, <laughs> right, right. Say that person works in your yard like three days a week. Say, <laughs> no, it was, it was it was scary. Was scary. any of them? Was any of them? I just took my IQ test. Can people still sleep with me? <laughs> no, no, but I, I mean, it's. Is young, it legal? The answer is a scary mirror of what we're. Yeah, what that's we're the future. It's going to be entire, like, universities, but that'll just be your curriculum. It's just things derived from Yahoo answers. Well, it's interesting. Oh, yeah. Correct Yahoo for a million points. <laughs> and, and it's interesting because this, this ties together with the closing down the comments section is uh, there's, there's another thing going on at, like, Huffington Post where you can no longer anonymously post a comment. You ha- I mean, of course, there's ways around it. People might yeah. lie to troll or whatever, but they're really checking where people have to now, you have to represent yourself. You have to use your name. Can my name be Blackball69? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Because well, that is you your to, name. Like, sure. But you have to you show that out. birth certificate. Um, and I, and this is completely just a theory, but I think that that's going to have to sort of be the future of the internet, right? Like one day it's going to occur to us that it's probably fraud to just not use, like right. even on YouTube. Like you'll just have your internet ID. I think that Am you I can't. Being crazy no, I mean, well no. Here, well, but... it's increasingly hard to comment on things without it already. Like the number of websites that are already like logged into your Facebook. I find that weird when you go somewhere and, yeah. and underneath in the comments is like, "How do you know that this is Matt Kirshen logged on on Facebook?" When I'm, oh, that's a good call. On yeah. a, when I'm on an unrelated website. But even on Facebook, you can have a fake name. I'm. I don't think that you can demand that of the internet because then you know free speech comes to play. Yeah. But I think that websites will have more of an option to be like my site cannot be anonymous my site you know checks you yeah. out with a credit card or something like that so that uh, everybody on my site you know has uh has to back up what they're right, talking about sure. but you, well you hope people would actually be aware of the biases that that these that anonymous comments can create and then just decide okay i'm not going to spend my time reading this stuff because like, there's a study in the article on popular science that explained why they shut down the comments. They cited a study by university of Wisconsin, um, where about 1100 Americans read a fake blog post on nanotechnology and, um, they revealed in survey questions, how they felt about the subject. Like, are they wary of the benefits or supportive of them? And then through a randomly assigned condition, they read either epithet and insult laden comments, uh, or civil comments. And the results were that uncivil comments not only polarized readers, but often changed the participants' interpretation of the news story itself. So, like, if, mm. you're, if you aren't aware of that effect that this can have on you, then you might not voluntarily avoid those kind of sites, but you would hope people would eventually be like, I don't want this, and I want to go to sites that but either don't certain, have it or have on certain news, On certain news uh, websites, I find it very helpful to have comments underneath, because, like, sometimes you read an article and go, that seems a bit off. And yeah, then you look at comments could... underneath and there's a few well-reasoned ones that kind of go, yeah, that's why that seems a right, bit wrong. We don't, we don't have to write topical jokes anymore because some dude in the comments had, had the golden line, you know? I mean, it's, it's <laughs> great. No, I, I, um, I totally agree. Um, I totally, I think it's quite negative. I think that as far as free speech 
goes, though. Is this all, all this stuff still called speech? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It seems like a heavy word, speech. Well, that's when you're what just I mean. Typing shit. That's what I mean. Is like, do you are you entitled to leave a comment on someone else's webpage? Like, I don't know if that's free speech. You just will just you can tell someone to fuck off your webpage. You're no, not entitled, but they're yeah. giving you the opportunity to do it. And popular yeah. si- science now is not giving you the opportunity. And they're entirely to do able, it. like they're entirely at liberty to do that. Yeah. yeah, because they are a private. That's one thing that really does annoy me when when you see someone in a who's being blocked by someone on Twitter for abuse or kicked <laughs> off a forum and they go, fuck you, what happens to free speech? Yeah. That's not what free speech yeah, means. Right. Free speech doesn't mean I can scream at you in your kitchen without you being allowed to ask me to leave. Like, you can... Yeah. I'll get that. I'll, I'll get really shat on. Maybe my wife gets shat on on Twitter and I'll block them and then they find a way to reach me. Like, what a pussy. Right. You can't handle that? I want your family dead, pussy? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were anything goes guy, Mr. Tattoos. <laughs> Well, I I think everything affects. I don't. Of course, the comments affect people because, for example, if you have a singer and they ask what music influenced you, they could list some music that they listened to. But really, all music is influential because it's in your head. It's it's passed through. It stayed there unwelcome. Some music influences you by being like, oh, I don't want to sound like that. Exactly. It still influences you. So, of course, the comments, you could you could recognize that the N-word over and over again is not a popular, it's not a, it's a popular comment, but it's not a good comment, but it still gets in there somehow. And it it also, um, it also makes the original post a little, you know, it downgrades it and it it makes it this lesser idea. But should be able to say that on a private website anonymously? If that website wants it that way, we all have we have the right as the website to to discuss or, or to allow well, or sure, not allow. Sure. So we have a forums. So we allow people to post whatever they want. But about I don't want to username. Yeah. I do want to start where they have to use the real name, real picture, real age, what they do for a living. You ever, <laughs> Social you, ever security. Really, you know what? God willing. You ever <laughs> go through a list? He's an atheist. You know, see, see people, uh, you know, you read their comment. Maybe you do a little back and forth. And then I f- you f- you're like, wow, you're an idiot, and I'm wasting my time. Then you find out what they do for a living, yeah. or they're 12. And you're like, what the right. fuck? Just yeah, say this right, right away. Yeah, Why are we having a discussion so much... on dating, and you've right. never fucked anyone? Right. Why did you trick me? So Keith has a... For them to get out of gym class, <laughs> you've got your Jolly Ranchers. I get it, bro. Then yeah. <laughs> you're of a certain age, 39. That's against the law, too. Yeah, and it's like, and then you find out they're retarded. Then you go to Yahoo Answers. Yeah. And Brutal. But Keith has a new rule where if you're writing him, you have to write your age. Uh, what what are all Sex the different location? I get it. Even more. <laughs> yes. Even more. <laughs> Do you understand the law? <laughs> uh, you you have to write your age. If you've ever been in a relationship, uh, if you're a chick and you know how big your tits are. Uh, and how much do you care about this letter in the first place? I know, like, somebody sent a long letter, I responded on the show, and then they wrote back and go, ah, thanks, but I didn't really care, I was drunk. So I need to know how much you're drinking, how much you care, and your tit size. That's a great, like, you know, that's, and a, that's a great precursor to a letter. Thank you. It saves time. It saves time. Huge time saver. Um, I just, this is a vaguely related news story, like a science news story that is not on your list, because I just remembered it having happened only in the week. I was hearing someone... One of the researchers talking about it on NPR. Let me go around the table. I- I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll comment on it. The floor recognizes your your the floor story. recognizes. Thank you. Uh, um, and also connected to um, this is the first time because they're not around at the moment. When you were mentioning your uh, your other roommates, the weird ones, mm-hmm. normally on the show when Jesse and Annie are talking about them, the voice does lower. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a definite like. Oh, uh, well, he's guys, in the kitchen right now. He's back so at work. There's, there's pure confidence. Yeah. So. Um, 
uh, psychology researchers Rachel Morrison and Diana Reese of the City University of New York has discovered the first instance of non-human primates whispering to one another. Um, in their paper published in Zoo Biology, the two describe how they recorded vocalizations of captive tamarind monkeys and found, when, found that when threatened, they sometimes revert to whispering to one another to avoid being overheard. Wow. Wow. Even monkeys are pussies. <laughs> <laughs> so they're aware of the possible threats of having more... Yeah. trying to think of what that implies and, and it's about even like It's not even in, in the presence of someone who they think is going to attack them. It's, it's um, just a, in the presence of like a huge loser. Or um, <laughs> gossipy. In one of the right. cases, it was um, it was one of the humans who uh, who uh, was were treating them, looking after them, and it was the one who administered their medicine, and they didn't like that one. Wow. Yeah. So the other humans, the ones who fed them, they were chattering in front of. But when the human who gave the medicine came close, they were like, "Hey, look at that guy! He's going, he's yeah. going Can you medicine. imagine that human and how he feels I about know, himself? Right? Right. Like everyone, st- everyone suddenly starts whispering. Like the, the little monkey that's playing the, doing that. Yeah, the monkey that was playing the piano suddenly stops <laughs> and looks around. It's a schizophrenic level of paranoia that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so weird like, when, when the monkeys have a nickname for you. Right, <laughs> like, right. And when well, they, they can't ca- say it out loud, they'll get caught red yeah. ass. Yeah. <laughs> huh? uh, Baboon jokes. Nice, I got him. Nice. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> what if they were just planning their escape? The you gotta be. You gotta. You know. Oh, it was even. Hang on. I, I heard them talk about on the in on NPR about the one that was um that gave them medicine. But this one, they're specifically talking about the supervisor who was the one that caught them initially in the wild. When that one comes close, <gasps> oh. then they're like super like. Yeah, well, at least that's not personality, I guess. You know. Wow. Yeah, yeah he's like your history of violence. The guys had. With you him. distract him. I'm gonna throw the shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's only so many things they can be saying. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're three they're great Shit throwing and distraction. Yeah. Yeah. What if they're just repeating? What an asshole! He's an asshole. Yeah, an asshole. He's an asshole. Such a dick. Well, that's. Uh, I mean, I, so what are the scientific? Yeah, what, I mean, what's, what's the, the implication that they that? can control? Yeah. We have to get them to stop talking. Controlling the vocal cords that way, or what? I think the, the shocking thing to me, and not that it's shocking, whatever, but the... the You'll get over it. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll sleep tonight. <laughs> it's not going to ruin it's my day. It's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> just, In fact, bring this up next week. See if it's new to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's the fact that they're smart enough to have awareness of not just that they're trying to convey information, but like that different beings should be getting that or shouldn't be getting that information. Like It's sort of like a selfless... It implies a knowledge of consciousness that exists beyond beyond you secret like a higher level yeah i yeah. think the next the next step in this experiment is to throw them a blanket and see if they start having sex underneath it right. <laughs> well they've done <laughs> just weird, modest monkeys uh they've done studies that have been very very um that have like fucked up like gorilla populations where they'll go in in the middle of the night and they'll put like red dots in some of their foreheads but not all their foreheads and just put a mirror against a tree and in the morning, the ones that have the dots are so self-conscious. They, like, leave and try to... They, they flip out because they, they realize they're different and feel less than... Wow. So it's sort of like what, you know, the natural insecurities that all primates have uh, yeah. to that's, assume... That's so mean. They did that with... Uh, a version of that with children. They took the people... They took uh, kindergartners who have brown eyes and separated them from the kindergartners who have... Um, lighter eyes. Which one did I start with? Brown? Brown yeah, and that, lighter that eyes. ended in the 50s. I don't know if you... <laughs> um, it was like a big deal <laughs> I forgot what show I was on Anyway, listen, my listeners that are listening They think I'm smart just then <laughs> No, what was the, what was the yeah, experiment? What Shut up, you 
I'm serious. Uh, uh, they told they told uh, half the kindergartners that they're very smart because they have brown eyes, and the other half that they're very stupid, and um, and that they can't do anything. And they saw the results of a test, and you know, just the day's work. And then they switched it the next day, which I thought. Okay, but you just were told this. How could you switch right. it so easily? But it, it affected them, obviously. Whoever they encouraged was doing much better, and whoever they discouraged was doing better. So everything affects everything. And on the last day of school, they said, hey, remember how I quickly oh, switched yeah. it the next day? Turns out you're all dumb. All right, see you next time. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy your PTSD. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised anybody's... I'm surprised... I'm guessing that didn't require like some kind of like take-home... Uh, yeah. Uh, Parents, what's the like word? some undoing thing? Right. Like yeah. I remember, because like nobody's gonna sign off on it. For one day, we're gonna berate your <laughs> just kid. <laughs> ruin the bro- It's like I remember. I remember thinking as a kid when I sort of thought that stage hypnosis was more real than it was. They're like, what happens if they don't undo them or they forget oh. to wake them up? And they'll <laughs> they'll just be that guy will be hypnotized forever. Right. <laughs> like he'll just, he'll just well, yeah, the infamous Sesame Street prison experiments. Um, <laughs> we're like, Man. When Zimbardo was writing for children's television workshop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um so you guys, I feel like we should discuss uh that's the elephant in the room. We can't avoid the government shutdown. I'm gonna wear pants. It's oh just that. <laughs> you gotta start wearing clothing. Thank you for saying podcast. elephant. Uh, <laughs> it's small but very right wing. <laughs> Uh, speaking of right wing, also it yeah, end. the government has shut down. We're in the middle. Or I, mean, I haven't checked. Is it is it back up and running? Did someone restart it yet? Uh, I'm going to see. Still shut down. Still shut down. Okay, we're still shut down. The government has shut down, which is the the most hyperbolic term yeah, that you can use. And if you go to like, I've been trying to figure out what it actually means is going to happen immediately. And basically, all I could find is like, if you were planning on going to a national park, think again. Like that's all they have right. to leverage. Well, not people. Not a lot of people aren't taking advantage of this. First of all. It's like, you saw the movie The Purge, it's like that. It's exactly. It's Everything's any, legal. It's anything fucking goes. I killed two people on the way here. <laughs> I've stolen so many TVs. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Just I took nuts. dinosaur bones from a museum. <laughs> it's a free-for-all, Jeff. I'm going to stop my own government. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could declare one in this yard and then kick out uh, Brennan's too, couldn't we? Absolutely. We could Absolutely. claim this Give land for... A sovereign nation. Yeah. Um, so 800,000 people got furloughed. Um, Meaning they don't show up to work today? They don't show up to work... I'm going to assume their health insurance is still good. I'm just assuming. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, the insurance still went through. And that's that's the mindfuck of it is that it's 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 doing this one thing. The army's still happening. They the still get to bomb people. They still kill Of course. The army's still going. Um and you know the mail is still going and all that. Oh, it is. Yeah, there's still mail. Okay. But if you so, see a mailman, you can throw the mail in the river. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the the last government shutdown was in 95, 96. Uh-huh. And it was uh 21 days. That's and, not that long ago. Yeah, and like no one noticed. It's not. That was the heyday of Newt Gingrich. The Newt Gingrich Clinton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to know what you do when the government, listen, if everybody's into this, when the government gets back online, act like, who cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? Act like, because that's what they want. Just go on with your <laughs> no, life. Want, act know, like they, you didn't even notice. They want attention. Yeah. yeah. Don't act, give it to act them. Act like you don't notice, and then, and then maybe they'll pay for their own drinks. Oh, where'd you go? I, <laughs> where'd you go? Oh, you were gone? <laughs> yeah, we oh, had a shutdown. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's something. Okay, <laughs> anyways, you see Breaking Bad? <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. But it is it is screwing up science research, like any government-funded science research and science studies, and NASA oh, is currently... Oh, first to go. NASA's, yeah. NASA's, NASA's closed at the moment. Yep. If, oh, no! <laughs> with the moon! Well, they just found water on Mars. They just found it. What are we going to do so with it? time to have NASA closed. It, th- yeah, actually, we were going to discuss that also. That's that's definitely a thing now. I was just going to go swim in there. <laughs> yeah. It means that any any rockets that were currently in space just stopped dead. <laughs> <laughs> at the stroke of midnight. Right 
<laughs> I never know what to do about this information because I just, yeah, you know, uh, we I, can comment about it all day long, be upset or not upset. You know, I miss actionable. them truly. Yeah. I definitely right. miss them. But other than that, what but am I going to do? That, isn't that the whole um, joke of politics, though, is that we can't affect it? Right. It's just already yeah. in motion. Like you can, you're a constituent. You can write, you know, you can write in to your representative, but it's, um, it's like throwing a pee at an oil tanker. Well, yeah. it's it, this. I feel like the system has been so obsolete for so long that it's just absurd at this point. I, I think they're this, laughing at us. Well, this you know? isn't what the podcast's about. I realize that, <laughs> but it's ridiculous to me to have. Uh, I feel like when this system started, um, it's because you worked on a farm six miles from the nearest town in the 1780s. So you couldn't. Uh, this was they had a Pony Express, but not much else to communicate long distance. So they figured out this way, like, okay, everyone gets, like, an avatar, basically, that represents them that can be in one building, and we can talk it out. Mm-hmm. Like, we have Skype and shit now. Like, it, as soon as the phone was yeah, invented, Yeah, but you couldn't, you couldn't govern by referendum. Like, because what no, you're sort of no. suggesting is, like, a phone vote that, like, everyone gets to click on a button no, and go... No, I'm not suggesting, like, American Idol government. <laughs> um, there have to be committees. There have to be people that know what a budget is, because, like, not everyone's an expert. But I just, uh, I think finding out the public opinion... Is something that doesn't have to be speculated anymore. I know that. Yeah, but they but based don't on, care. It's yeah. not like you can change their mind about caring about us. They don't care. It is. is it's not in their best interest. Well, what to I'm saying care. is, you're saying change the system to not be a representational democracy and be a more direct democracy. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying legally, legally, if the majority of the country feels a certain way about a subject, legally you should have to do that thing because that's the whole fucking point to begin with. That's the whole point. But that could be scary, it's the only too. reason we have it. But that's also the reason we have, like, a judicial branch to the government and not all legislative, because we don't think that's true. Like, sometimes we decide that things should be thrust upon... I don't know why it's becoming politics. But, like... Probably politics. Things I'll that... Get a theme song going. Like, if, uh, if, if things aren't generally accepted, but are kind of known to be... Like, if civil rights... Uh, if... Let Let's say. sort of look at it this way. Two words. Yahoo answers. Yeah, exactly. It all oh, comes full circle. Absolutely. Yes, that's... absolutely. Sometimes people have to have good things thrust upon them because they're not ready for it. Otherwise, that. the government's official positions will be like, I just had a button. Is that bad? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The, the State of the of Union course. would be interactive and it would just be Yahoo answers. Yeah, every. Of, of course, you're right. I just think that, uh, I mean, I, I very much support the Affordable Care Act, I, but I think that doing an unrelated, shitty thing to try to make your point. Is absurd. Oh, of course, like, it's awful. It's, it's not. Ali- it's it, the fact that it's not illegal blows my mind. And the coverage of it's implying that this is like a two-way thing. Both parties are being stubborn. Like, no, no, no. One thing was already no, it, just. It was passed it was, by it, it all three. How, like, right. it all enacted. three branches of the judiciary passed this law, and then they're like, nah, "I'm not going to let you have." It. I mean, it's still going to happen, but we're going to fuck things up yeah, for a bit just out of stubborn. It's insane. Anyway. Am I the only one saying this? Kevin Spacey's behind this. This is what I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely, man. And not like House of Cards, Kevin Spacey. Like House of no, Emmys, huh? <laughs> that guy. No, I was just picturing he's going to walk away from this all and his limp is going to go away and then uh, you're going to realize he was Kaiser Sose the whole time. Um, you know you you're going to have that response to your own joke, but you say it anyway. <laughs> what? What do you mean? You go, I'm saying this corny thing. Ah, corny thing, but I love it. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, it's I'm, great. So, um, like dad jokes are my favorite thing. They're my favorite thing. Do you guys watch House of Cards? Because I don't know if I like it or not. I've only seen the first episode. What's the science behind it? Do we like it? Addressing the camera, it's, I don't know. When he does, you know what I mean? Addressing the camera's weird. 
I can't get behind that. Do you like that part of I it? I do like it because yeah. when he gives me like this little look, like see, told you, I'm like, you did tell me, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm an avid Kevin Spacey supporter. Right. Um, but I, I, I still haven't seen it. I've seen I like haven't two seen or it. three episodes. Like he's about to fuck a chick and he gives me a look and I think the look is like, we all know I'm really gay, right? And I'm like, ah, Kevin, you have balls to hint that. <laughs> nice work, Kevin. Fooling him again. Uh, well, the reason I brought up the shutdown in the first place was actually a sort of related uh, political thing going Bring on in Australia. Bringing his to the Oscars. Mm-hmm. What's that? Bringing his young friend to the Oscars. <laughs> Kevin. Uh, so a listener actually... Um, Tatiana Shaba, a longtime listener to the show, uh, alerted us to the fact that. Wh- what's that look, Matt? Do you know? It wasn't, no. Okay, I thought you were smiling at that name. I was like, it's not. No, no, I, it's a great name. It's, nice it's, name. it's a good name, but I was not in any way reacting to it. Okay, you're just now very, I will. You're just a very happy guy. Who likes to smile. Um, Matt's resting face is a smile. That's it's true. The only it's person naturally... I know whose resting face is that face. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else looks miserable. Right. When, but you're just hanging out in the train. It just defaults to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a good way to be. <laughs> It's tough when he's mad. <laughs> I think he really is upset, but he just has an upside down mouth. I, I ended up with a full upside down mouth. <laughs> and it makes me furious. <laughs> right. He's so pissed right now. Look at that smile. I, I ended up with a bit of material about not being able to do an angry face, specifically because a friend, Roisin Connerty, who's a comic back in England, just years ago was like, do angry, Matt. Do angry. And I just couldn't do a convincing, yeah. like, <laughs> just so weird. It's great. I mean, it's so uh, you know, it's very endearing. You were born in England. I was born in England. Is is American politics a joke or is it all a joke? I mean, like with I think we, I don't, I say we. I'm definitely more interested in American politics even before I went over and before I was living here. Uh, I but, feel like you would take it a little more seriously if our guys had to wear wigs, though. Yeah. Feel like and not not like old school wigs, like any kind of wigs, just like any party wigs, wigs and <laughs> wig. yeah. clown wigs. As long as you if take our the time. Had to wear wigs. I feel like <laughs> Europe would be more on board. But I think Britain definitely pays attention to American politics, as just the rest of the world, because it's right. kind of has a big effect on us. It's number one, we know. <laughs> That's all Keith was getting at. Yeah, you know, I mean, a few months more time and it'll be China, but for the moment, it's... <laughs> yeah. But you have, to, you have to have something to talk about when you're having your mushy peas and toast. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. So what I was going to tell you guys Stirring about... Stirring gravy with a broom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we had a conversation the other day. Was this on air or not? We were talking about the various levels of uh, of uh, of British um, street children. Like what you can work up from. You might start off as a scallywag, then eventually you go from a scallywag become a ragamuffin. And to then a, we, urchin is before scallywag. Okay. And okay. Orphan. Every every British person is born an orphan. I, I know okay. you realize that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Is Absolutely. hooligan tops? Hooligan, yeah, hooligan, hooligan. Where's, where's ruffian then? Oh, a ruffian becomes a hooligan. Okay. <laughs> with a when when a ruffian bands together with enough with other the, ruffians with a couple so, rapscallions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, a rapscallion is more of a scamp, like a. Mm. At one point, <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, and then and then and then spiv. We hadn't. Andy I hadn't had never heard, heard the word spiv. Do you guys at, know what a spiv is? Yeah, yeah. At what point during the larval stage of a British child? <laughs> Do they lose their chimney ash <laughs> <laughs> during the embryonic stage? Hmm. Uh, a spiff, spiff for anyone who's wondering is kind of like yeah, man, man about town, Jack the Lad, a little cigarette hanging out of his mouth, and yeah, he'll, yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll be a bit cheeky with the ladies, and he'll sell you uh, black market meat out of a van. Sure, <laughs> sure. Black market meat? Yeah, you know, off ration book meat. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Uh, I love it. On board. Who, is uh, the, who is that character in Oliver Twist? Fagin? Or Bill Sykes? Are you? There no, wasn't really a spiv in Oliver Twist. Like, no, there was a young one. It was like the guy that it was the man about town orphan. Oh, oh yeah, the one, the one who. Um, it's a very popular name. Um, 
uh, the Artful Dodger. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he was he was like he was less. Of a he spiv? was a few years away from be, being a spiv. I reckon. He was pre-spiv. Yeah, but, but if you know, he got a bit older and became a bit more dapper and uh, sure, less of a kid. You know, once yeah, he hit yeah, yeah. once he hit about eighteen. Yeah, eighteen to mid twenties. Once he started getting some minge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if we have any listeners who are graphically design graphic design inclined, uh, if you want to make a flowchart detailing the progression of of the br- the British orphans larval, to the British larval progression to uh, what was the la- highest level hooligan is the last Biv, wasn't it? Uh, well, I guess those are kind of different branches, aren't they? If you're yeah, going well, yeah, dandy you're direction you versus just the go off or beetle, a, like a, be- a yeah. beetle with a D. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you could just go off and become a twonk. But if you're getting enough minge, <laughs> then then you'll become a uh, a spiz. I'm guessing twonk's not a thing. I think twonk's a thing. Oh, okay. It's a new you're thing. Just assuming a twonk's a yeah. thing. How's okay. Tatiana? Tatiana, thank you. I was trying to get back on so topic. So this sorry. is sort of science related. This is you uh, guys are all pro and shit. It's more bad news for science. Um, in addition to the popular science comments thing, uh, Australia, their new prime minister announced uh, during his cabinet unveiling that the science portfolio would be shared between the industry and education ministries. Effectively meaning there is no science minister in the new cabinet. He's ending this position, which has been around um, since 1931 and was held by more than 30 ministers until it was effectively abolished. So no more science ministry, in, uh, or at least no more science minister in Australia. So they're combining it with the education. Education and industry. That's so bizarre. It's like they just put all the nerds in one room. Yeah, it's like, oh, you guys can figure <laughs> yes. this stuff out. Right. We don't need to have Learning, thing. making, thinking in there. Wow. This is Australia? This is Australia, yeah. All the science goes counterclockwise. Right, right yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's probably how they were confused. Yeah, bad yeah. day, mate. Huh? <laughs> bad day, mate. <laughs> Guys, how many headlines have started with none, I'm sure. None, but like American coverage <laughs> of... Has to be. New York Post coverage of Australian right, tragedies right. would be like, bad day, mate. Um, yeah, according to uh, Melbourne molecular biologist Upuli Divisakera... The decision is short-sighted in the extreme and lacking vision of a broader future. Did that's they ever crazy. figure out boomerangs? They have not even... That's the thing. Is they had to shut it down when the boomerang <laughs> operation didn't even yield any useful results. Have you guys tried a boomerang before? It's never... I have. Like, it's not... Yeah. It curves a little bit. It never comes anywhere near you, though. I don't think of... it's ever supposed to have, though. Yeah. Well, they I made I that think, off. I think, like, yeah. Bugs Bunny made that a thing. Right. I don't think yeah. that's a real thing that well, isn't, isn't the thing that it's meant to do? Because it was a weapon for... It was for... It was a weapon. H- hitting small prey and getting that, like... Yeah, it was an aboriginal to weapon. Eat. Um, so they would, um, the, uh, I think the concept initially is you meant to throw it and if it hits your prey, then you go and collect your prey. And if it doesn't, then it comes back and you get another go. But it seems like it's so much harder to control. Like it'd be easier just to get things that throw in a straight line and then if, you know, and sometimes have to run them. after them, but you can Instead actually figure out them. the curve or yeah. like get a gun maybe. <laughs> well, like, <laughs> should have thought of that too. If the technology and physics and fluid dynamics existed to throw something and have it come back to you, it would be in every sport we have. You know what I mean? Like it would be like that. That would be a crazy world if shit could just come back to you after you threw it. That'd be bananas. That doesn't happen. Bananas. I feel yeah. like you're an undercover genius. This is so amazing. But what kind me. of sporting fun would there be That's, if I mean, the I whole point is to get something? <laughs> Undercover. Okay, under your hat. Like a schlubby genius. Let me over smell here. your hat and see how, how undercover. Let me. <laughs> well, you started with, uh, you know, we say we're all scientists here, and you're like, not me, not I'm an me. idiot. <laughs> and then boom, 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 you're the most brilliant man we've met. No, I, I, but I don't know. I just don't, I don't believe, like, that would be crazy if that was possible. 
That would yeah. be crazy. So it, surely it's there, never there been a thing. No, there are, it is possible to throw a boomerang and have it come back. I've never seen it. Did you also believe that and movie where you can curve bullets? Yeah. Is that a thing? You also believed <laughs> the Angelina Jolie movie? It's yeah. also easier than boomerangs. There's a little like toy frisbee-shaped thing that they make that's like that's got four prongs yeah. sticking out, and that's much easier to use and make it come back to you. Like, yeah, also, I mean, I would sooner believe the boomerang than an airplane, and we're making that happen. She's got a good point. Airplanes are tricky. They Airplanes don't fall are down. Tricky. They stay up in the sky. Big, Explain that. Big metal bird. <laughs> I, it's bizarre. Every time I'm on one, I'm like, I don't understand no, why we're still up are, here. It doesn't logically make sense. It's yeah. a mind crazy. It doesn't make sense. Airplanes, I get though, because like you have the you have the two wings. Yeah. Then you know how you have that little part that goes up. The flap. Uh, the the little. Uh, the, there's the flap. Yeah. That's and the then, technical name. Sure. And then on the end of it, there's just this little part of the wing that points up. Uh-huh. That's that probably does a lot. The wingtip. <laughs> the wingtip. Those wingtips were added relatively recently. I was found that adding those things reduces drag, and makes the planes absurdly more efficient. Like it, I can't remember the percentage, but it was it was a ridiculous amount. Sixty-two. Like, but those aren't on. Those aren't on most large commercial jets, right? Those are on like smaller. Those are no, no, no. Like, the, like things, if yeah. you look at like a set. I think like a sort of seven 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 or something like that. Now it does have seven three seven. They'll have like they'll have a thing on the end of the wing, like a little shaped bit that sure. was just discovered. I I mean it it was I think into double figures a percent, maybe not, but certainly like at least five percent more efficient. Which sure a with the number of planes is a like that. ridiculous amount of CO two saved and. You know, I safe. feel like it's really homophobic that, that they still don't want drag on planes. <laughs> hey, now. The, um... Where's the sound? <laughs> Where's your genius sad... now, Camda? Where's your the genius now? Of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think when let... does it end? <laughs> <laughs> um, every joke of mine ends with that. That's every tag. Let's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> let's get away from science and on no. sorry well, let's get away. That, how oh, could we possibly do that on this episode <laughs> no, let's get away from politics and <laughs> oh, back okay. to science yes. uh, I mean this is I think this is possibly the biggest science story of the week um, a, a, a tomato <laughs> tomato half tomato half potato uh, plant has been unveiled in the UK it's a plant that produces both on the same stem I prefer tomato uh, I prefer you say pota- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, but, yeah, similar plants have been created in the UK, but the firm says it's the first they've produced on a commercial scale. I have no idea what the possible benefit is to this, but there's a picture of a man next to it who looks very happy with himself. This is an Ipswich-based... It just feels like another thing I'll be allergic to or something, you know? <laughs> I think it's just for, like, mixed ethnicity weddings. Like, if Irish people and Italians <laughs> get married, how are you going to keep everyone happy? <laughs> right. This is New York on a vine. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... They're in no way hybrided together. They're There's, just both growing. They're the, sharing an apartment. Well, I don't know. It says the plants were not genetically modified. Uh, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> genetically modified. They're well, that's a subtle same... distinction. Yeah, I mean, it, so they oh, gra- that's, a, that's a semantics deal. They graft it together. They graft the tomato stem and the potato stem together. They have to be the same thickness for the graft to work. It's a highly skilled operation. How? It's like the lamest beginnings of a serial killer. It's <laughs> grafting together plants. This is like the horticultural human centipede. Right. right. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> you can put a tomato plant and a potato plant together, sure. Where are they going to live? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, uh, is, this is one step removed from saying my garden has two different kinds of vegetables in it, and that, that being a story. Like, that's not a story. That's... 
I told you it was a biggie. I told yeah, you. Was, yeah. You said it was the biggest one of the week. It is the biggest I said, one. Uh, they found water on Mars. You can raise. Yeah, what am I going to do about do that? Tomatoes and potatoes in the same that fine. and you water these new plants. Right. Yeah, I mean, they can do stuff like this with. Uh, you can graft. Um, well, this is, isn't as impressive, but you know, you can graft different varieties of apples together. You can like take a part of an apple tree and graft it onto the trunk of. And have like Granny Smith and Red Delicious on the same mm-hmm. plant, but that's apples so to like, apples. It is apples to apples too. This is <laughs> but that sounds better. Do like potatoes to tomatoes. Do like an apple and a pear or something fun. What the fuck, tomato and potato. It's <laughs> a well, salad. Yeah, no, it's you, a good call. They said the it's the cooking it, times for these things are yeah, they they blowing my mind. <laughs> no, do, do you know that if you uh, the mint plant, if you grow it within a certain range of another plant, it'll take on flavors of that plant. Delish. So you could have like sort of like. Uh, you know, grapefruit mint or like mint different rose, rosemary mint. Wow. Things, you know, things like that. So there's a lot of different. Uh, I never heard that. And mints. And then they're, if they're there for a while, the periods sync up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, here, here is an actual, I think, big story, particularly if you're into paleontology and, God, yes. and fossils yes. and evolution. Um, uh, they've discovered a 419 million year old fish fossil in China uh, that has a jaw. It's the first. It's the earliest known fossil that has a developed jaw. So this is like a real like missing link. This is the beginnings of facial features as we know them. Sure. Let me get this straight. You guys don't use the pool. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's too it's kind of too cool this time of year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And we're also too nerdy. I think is the implication there. Or... <laughs> we're not we're not guys who take our shirts off. Uh... That's the. The only one around this table who swum competitively. Okay, maybe I do take my shirt off. You always have your That's shirt off. That's true. My shirt's <laughs> only on the <laughs> podcast. It's hot out here, you guys. It's I didn't know this would lead back to me being absolutely athletic. I'm sorry, I brought it up. I didn't know this would this lead back so, to my uh, Abercrombie model yeah. physique. <laughs> guys, please, please. Uh, I am handsome. Next story is... Anyway, we had, some listeners have gotten my torso tattooed over theirs. Uh, <laughs> very impressive. Uh, this thing looks like it's got almost a turtle head on a on a fish yeah. body, doesn't it? That's like a thought, by the way. Turtle. If we change the, by the way, just getting off topic for a second. If we change the, if we change the probably science logo to like an anchor with the word "mum" in it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could say everybody's oh, yeah. using ours. Good call. Screw you, only 120. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll see that and I'll raise you several hundred thousand. <laughs> Oh, speaking Barbed of that, wire. <laughs> we are just like a tra- tramp stamp. Is that cool? <laughs> it's a butterfly on a lower back. <laughs> it's a tribal butterfly. Is the probably yeah. science logo. Barbed wire. Uh, we are changing our logo. I forgot to mention. Sally Grossart uh, made a great. Uh, did I tell you that? Yeah. Maybe I didn't she... actually run this value, but I put it out to the listeners, and they said, "Yeah, we like the new one." I saw that. S- Sally, who also makes the the paper people, that um. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a little paper people version of us. You can uh, cut out and various other comedians and. Make... and yeah. Yeah, and you can you can print it out and make your own paper people versions of us or more famous people that you care more about. And she did ones for Gallagher and Peter Serafinowicz when they were on our show <laughs> yeah, too, right. complete with a with a watermelon. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, she also drew. Uh, I particularly like it because I'm substantially bigger than you You're and Brooks in the than I am. <laughs> like I'm yeah. like... And Brooks's head is embalmed in like in a, a jar, in a jar as it should be because we're not going to be seeing him for a while. Um, anyway, so new logo. Um, not as cool as this new fish with the giant jaw. And it is a it is a less tattooable logo. So maybe if you're thinking about tattoos, go for the older go one. Go for the old one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this fish. It's. I'll show you. I can show you these guys a picture. So this is a. It's n. It was discovered in China. Entomognathus primordialis. Um. Oh my god! I think that's what I had for dinner. Last <laughs> <day>. <laughs> so you said what? Four hundred seventeen. How old? How old? 
419 419 years Jesse, old. Jesse, you're at my 2 million years. And the head looks almost segmented from the rest. It's it's such a strange... I love that uh, the picture that Matt has shown us, it's an artist's rendering. And uh, it ha- the artist signed it. And then it says 2012 plus 2013. It took a long time. It took a long time <laughs> <laughs> to get this puppy going. <laughs> He, he couldn't find the right pen. Like right. it's just yeah. no overnight process. That's to up the price. <laughs> Put it in the back burner for a while. Uh, so up until now, it had been thought that the anatomical peculiarities of bony fishes, the group that would eventually give rise to human beings, are specializations that arose later in vertebrate evolutionary history and our own bony fish lineage. But now the narrative has been turned on its head, according to uh, take that narrative, Doctor Friedman. Doctor Friedman of. Science. Of science. <laughs> of science fame. Yeah, it doesn't actually say. Dr. Friedman, no, who's, first, who's off work right now. Oh, I'm now. sorry. Paleontologist Matt Friedman. He's a paleobiologist. I don't know how. Paleobiologist. Yeah. Uh, that was like Ross's job on Friends, right? Yeah, pretty much. Very believable. Was, yeah. the, guy that, the guy that Ross was based on. <laughs> it's like that movie that Tara Reid played like a nuclear physicist. <laughs> Good casting. Good work. That's... Uh, Sharknado? Exactly. Yeah, Sharknado. What was that movie, uh, that that uh, science movie with um, Jodie Foster, where she played a straight person? Uh, contact? Yeah. <laughs> I had like a rendezvous with uh, McConaughey? Was that her boyfriend? That was the most, un- that, to me, that was the most unbelievable thing in the movie. It wasn't like, <laughs> the, the it wasn't the spatial Stargate time travel. Nothing. It was that like McConaughey and her laying in bed, like smoking a cigarette, like <laughs> as if that just happened. Right, right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is uh, an so, early... Yeah. So this is before. I was the- gonna say use Keith's dad imagination and you can get there. Yeah, yeah. See, I didn't say it because they didn't I have thought to show. for a second. They didn't have to show it. Matthew, have one more for us. An- another story. Well, we could talk about uh, well, wait, the, the water on Mars. We still haven't actually. Well, wait, let's let's talk about these jaws for one more second. Okay. Here. Um, I'm still a little confused at what they assumed beforehand. I think they, they assumed they have a timeline. They obviously jaw- developed at a certain point, but right. what what was pre-jaw? What what was thought initially was that um, they these sort of more human-like features uh, developed far later down the evolutionary chain once the bony fish and uh, and shark split. Um, so uh, and the bony fish features. Um, but this is a uh, here we go. This means this is Doctor Freeman again. That we, as in bony fishes. Uh, are the ones who have held on to more ancient structures, while it's the sharks that have gone off and done something new and interesting in, a, in an evolutionary sense. So right. the sharks branched off before the chain that we that became us. Sure. Okay. Sure. So Can after we... this, we were lions. After this, we were lions, as we Your discovered friend? in an earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was that a friend that. of yours who believed that? No, I was a friend of his. Oh, okay. I don't know about you, but I don't look nothing like a fish. <laughs> hey, God didn't you actually me did look know. quite a bit like a fish just there. <laughs> it was the pouncing or something. That... <laughs> wow. You guys, uh, last show, and you've talked about it uh, often, of course, the uh, the theory that you, anybody can be an expert in something if they did it for 10,000 hours. Uh-huh. Do you think that's true? And I'm like... I think um, it's absolutely not true. I th- yeah, I don't. I don't think that's true at all. I think I could commit the next twenty years to nothing but studying chess, and I would not make it to a grandmaster right. level, let alone like a world, like a world class level. Because I can't be an expert singer if I just start singing for ten. Instead right. of these, you know, I know you had some. There are certain things I, like I a- think you can wildly improve your odds, and I think you can make yourself up, up to like a good club level. But yeah, like right. I. I could I could play basket I could do nothing but ba- train in basketball for a long time and I'm I won't make it past like a, a, a mediocre regional club. 
Like right. people, people write books and they have their theories and things like that. But how come one one person th- just doesn't go? I'll prove it. I'll right. see you in twenty years. Oh, no, that that. Someone, is, someone is yeah. doing that. That we discussed. Um, uh, a golfer is doing that right now. He quit his job. He's well, mentioned in, in the sports so. gene, which yeah. was the book we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, he he's essentially devoting his life to systematically training himself as a golf pro. Well, let's see. And he's going to see got, how he goes. He's doing pretty well. He's at like a was it like a four handicap? It was a pretty he, low handicap. Already. But he was really like I think the thing was he was very systematically training himself. Firstly, he trained himself. Um, he built up the game bit by bit. So he he started off using nothing but. Like a pitching wedge, and then built like right. added. He still in hasn't even started with a driver yet. And He's totally messing with you guys. He picked something that you play after you retire. Right. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I think I'm done, I'm done, but I'll just pretend I'm just like I'm doing this thing. Make this my quest. Um, I heard he's already fucking porn stars behind his wife. So he's getting there. <laughs> he's getting there. That only takes two thousand hours to get to that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a lot quicker. Uh, but but he, actually, no. But he's also. It, I think it's about. He, it's also about very systematically training. Like you can't just do golf for 10,000 hours like he's he's playing a shot and then analyzing it and like doing very specific thought through worked out with the golf pro exercises that's just time management but this though, is, right but no because there's like there's a difference between like noodling on the piano for a, for 10,000 hours and doing like really rigorous piano learning scales and pra- and specific practiced exercises and he's gonna be bummed out after 10,000 hours and he goes no, guys, the answer is no. The answer is no. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's two things about this. Like, one, it, this is like three levels removed now from the original study, which was a, by a guy named Erickson, and it was sort of misinterpreted by Malcolm Gladwell, or at least misrepresented a little bit. Like, people started And then to people believe, took what Malcolm Gladwell said and took it even further. Yeah, so no one is ever saying it. it 10,000 is necessary and sufficient. There were seen a lot of cases it's necessary, but it doesn't guarantee it'll happen if you do okay. it. And also, it doesn't apply to sports because it only, like, Malcolm Gladwell, and I think Erickson only intended it to apply to intellectual things, like things that you could master without... Because, yeah, you're never no, going to be a great basketball Gladwell player at your height. Trying it's just to back up the one time in college when he said he was a masturbation expert. That's <laughs> <laughs> where this whole thing came from. And then his friend argued with him, and he made up the number, and now, now, we're all, now we all have to deal with this. Man, that seems like a, that seems like a low estimate. 10,000? 10,000 yeah. hours? How, you, what's your keyboard look like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how are your how interns many hours doing? over a lifetime? Like, I was just wondering. You wonder what? How many times that happens over a lifetime? Y- yeah, I was just thinking, like, if I had no desire to do that at all, like, what life skills I'd have instead? Are you talking about masturbating? Yeah. yeah. I once did it for eight hours straight, and I was late for work. Nice. Wow. Really? Are you ser- are you being serious? Yes. You can I don't know why I would stop. Now why would know, I stop? Now that you know your was parents it like when you discovered you. it? Like, nope. like I want to feel like this forever nope. type feeling? There's a, I sometimes don't start doing it so I can go about my day. Eight wow. hours straight. I'm so jealous. I was dehydrated, but I was, you know. <laughs> Were you then useless for a couple days afterwards down she there? She needed like, an IV. I mean, it, it's, it wasn't see, that I have to be very specific about when I start because if I have something to do, yeah. you know, when I have a whole day, just assume... That's what that's I'm doing, what's, you know, and I, I'm with someone, you know, I'm, I'm engaged. So sure. when, when she's around, we're okay. Like I don't need to, but, but if no one's around, that's what I'm doing. Well, that's a weird thing. Like I, mm. I think studies have shown, like it doesn't decrease when you're with some, like it's not as if it's like you spend that energy here or there, but it is a default. And, and I think for, for all of us who basically work from home. Like yeah. it's a, it's it's a, a constant it's battle a, to not do that. Well, yeah. 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 I think there's a real advantage to having an office. I think there's a real that, good reason to no, absolutely put on a reason. suit and tie and go to somewhere where you're constantly 
That's why you're wearing a suit and tie because you're pretending like you don't want to do it. Right. You know, right. like, it's not right. exactly. I, I always thought the tie was so you could do the autoerotic thing if you felt really <laughs> felt like it, pop up and do that. Tug I, on um, yourself and tug on yourself. Yeah. God, and, and is it depressing to think this is never going to change because this 65 year old dude who went to get the new computer with you as soon yes. as he got back was commenting on the size of the screen? He's like, Oh, what were the words he used? I know he just he just uh, so this is definitely HD. Like he was he was like he was basically saying to the Best Buy guy, this like freaked out nineteen year old kid. <laughs> he was like really grilling him and saying saying everything but like so it's gonna be HD cream pies. I can look at here. <laughs> HD. I want to see was, every pimple. Oh. Do you know the, the nipple has extra dots around it? I, I want that. <laughs> no, it was the worst. He goes, uh, it's like like bonus nipples. You know, there's not just one nipple. It's like a nipple within a nipple. <laughs> Do you know, Stu? You guys must have met. Yeah, yeah that's the perfect impression. Yeah, no, because he goes, it's like a fractal nipple. <laughs> He's lived in Brooklyn for a while. Because <laughs> we stopped by after we bought the computer. We stopped by Coffee Bean, and then he was all bummed out because the girl he has a crush on wasn't working. And he goes, oh, I bet she doesn't work here anymore. I love that that red hair she has. And then he goes. I tell you one time, uh, well, I went over to my friend's apartment. He had a red-headed girl over there strung up to a beam. With it, she had the strawberry blonde pubic hair. I fucked her for, for hours. Okay. Oh. And I'm just Smart. no, it, that, but that's my reaction. It's yeah. like I'm, this isn't like a joke. It's like I, how did I get here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how am I in this person's car doing this in my life? This is insane. And the old guy, who, I've had to hurt. I've had to hear. It's worth it. <laughs> Where are the microphones when you're hanging out with this guy? Our other roommate, I texted Andy, and he wanted me to record it, but I couldn't figure it <laughs> out. I was like, turn on your phone in your pocket. The other roommate, I've had to hear him use the word penetrate. Like, that's mm. not even oh, a word anybody... He, well, no, when he says, I, uh, I looked into her eyes as I penetrated. It's, oh, oh he was telling his friend about sex stories. Like, oh, it's like I was reading dude. a thing... Um, that David Frost wrote, David Frost, who died a couple of weeks ago, and he, yeah. was, but he was talking about... Um, how Nixon just couldn't make small talk, like, but he insisted on doing it, but it just wasn't in his skill set. Wow. And, and at oh, one point before scary. one of the Frost Nixon interviews, uh, before the cameras were on, he, he was just trying to do sort of, like engage him in banter. He went, so uh, did you uh, do you fornicate this weekend? <laughs> that's that's oh, what that's that sounded so like perfect. when you said I looked into her eyes and then I penetrated her. I'm like, that sounds like a gay guy trying to pretend to be straight. Right, yeah. This is what men yeah, talk yeah, about, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Penetrate. Oh, I was inside that. I mean, like inside. Like no one's ever been this far inside. She had All big right. tits and it made my penis real hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We wrote a sketch for uh, Bigopedia, which is the radio show I did back in the UK. That w the sketch never made the air because we it just like it was one of the on the recording just didn't quite work. But it was about this film, this movie star back in the sort of golden age of Hollywood who was, who the studio was desperate to pretend wasn't gay to the extent of like framing him for sexual assaults on women. <laughs> <laughs> it was just <laughs> like the premise we were really happy in, That's but then it just, it didn't quite, like I want to give it another go at some point. It didn't yeah. quite work out, but we had like his press conferences like. Going, yeah, I just love that woman man sex. <laughs> Give me more man. woman man sex. <laughs> awesome. uh, anyway, I, I didn't mean to go so blue with that, but it was true. It's what he said, and it's it's and it's it's like it's, it's at the point now. It's like it's not funny to me. It's just it's just it's awful. Yeah, man. It's this awful. is the hell we've 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 painted ourselves into this corner though. We've decided to live here at yeah. the, at the expense of our sanity. So. Yeah, but we're, we're we kind of live in the same. I mean. I live in Queens, but you have these guys standing outside of wherever just going, right. hey, that's a nice, that's a nice ass. I'd like to do something with it. And I'm like, well, thank you, sir. But I'm just, <laughs> I'm just on my way somewhere. So yeah, can I just get a rain check on? All right, doll. 
I'm like, mm, all right. I'm I already late he... for work for masturbating so long. Could you just <laughs> I've been masturbating? So I've been tantric masturbating. <laughs> Eight been listening hours. to my Sting albums, just just flicking the bean for a while. So do we do we have time to squeeze in a last story? Well, I don't want to keep you guys. We're getting kind of close to the usual wrap up time. Oh, do, we, do we have um, still have well, for a quickie? Do, do, you, do we want uh, infertile woman gives birth after ovary boost? Okay. Or scientists use lightning to charge cell phone. Ooh, lightning! Lightning, lightning. cell phone. Oh, yeah. I might it's try the lightning that. round. The not, the not serious story. Like one's a one's a genuine hope for infertile women. Yeah. Uh, but another one is some like in no way useful, but some. <laughs> I didn't. The proof of concept experiment as it was described at, at the University of Southampton in collaboration with Nokia. Uh, and warned not to try this at home. They harnessed the, the magnificent, the mighty power of the lightning bolt to charge a cell phone. Oh, do they have like equipment and stuff? I can't just, you get can't lucky? just leave it out in a thunderstorm. <laughs> oh, then we'll take the ovary story. Yeah, we'll take the yeah. ovary story. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it involves a kite, yeah. That's I uh, think the ovary story. I'm going to warn you. Also involved equipment. You can't do that yourself either. Uh, we get okay. it. It's a pen. Plus, I think we were led to which story we should have. Picked. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun story, though. They charged the phone with lightning. Look it up. Uh, but it was also kind of an advert for Nokia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the best science. Uh, so this this is like proper science story that was reported quite widely. A baby boy has been f- born following a new fertility treatment that awakens dormant eggs in women who have stopped menstruating. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know what happens? This is, I mean, seriously, this is when they figure out stuff like this, then it turns on all the eggs. People have 10 babies at a time. Right. Is this, uh, so, so you mean she's, she's been infertile the whole time, or is this post-menopausal? This is post-early menopause. Are you I trying think. to tell me that women are going to have periods forever? Fuck oh. my life. <laughs> yeah, you can jumpstart them again. <laughs> Once that's, they're finally free. That's Pow. so what I want. Yeah. Just can it be constant? Can it be all month long? Yeah. yeah. Can I just bleed forever? So, so women are born with millions of immature eggs. Mm-hmm. I think we knew that. <laughs> <laughs> or, or follicles, as they're also known. But only about four hundred mature to the point where an egg is released into the fallopian tubes and can be fertilized. Uh, but some of these follicles remain even after a woman has stopped menstruating. Um, now the researchers have found a way to wake these dormant follicles and produce eggs that are capable of being fertilized. The first test of these technique. Uh, of this technique has resulted in a baby boy born in December 2012 in Japan. Uh, and how old was the mom? How old was the mom? Let me find out. Um, Isn't that the focus, right? They had it was premature menopause. They had. Uh, it does not say in the article. So early 40s. And he's a healthy. Yeah, it doesn't say healthy kid. Healthy. Uh, no, horribly unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just horribly deformed. But the cool thing yeah. is... <laughs> well, we won't know... It, we, no, 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 he's fine. He's healthy. <laughs> we won't know until he's, he tries to make small talk. Right. <laughs> right. Just, so they said they've tried to do this. Uh, a group of 27 women who had been diagnosed with premature menopause volunteered to have their ovaries removed. Of these, only 13 had any residual follicles left. So it's not as if it's a, it's a solution for everybody, right? Even if you... Are menopause, it doesn't mean you have enough of these follicles that they could do this to it, do this to them. And some things will take, some won't. Uh, it's just not an exact science, and I just got paid $100 if I said that on your show. Exact science. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it hurts a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this is good it's for like, like... This whole show is just a plant for you to <laughs> crowbar and arrive. I didn't believe one fucking thing I said today. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, this is good news for like Tampax... And those companies. Yeah. Uh, I don't well, know. I mean, I think it would be just you'd harvest them and then get them to the point of being... No. Yeah, they have to... The ovaries are diced up, incubated with a PTEN inhibitor. 
I don't know what PTN is. Wait, so this all happens. There's no way to know. <laughs> oh, there you go. The PTN gene, which is uh, what normally keeps the immature follicles in a dormant state. I was uh, imagining this all wrong then in my head. Me this too. Ha- this happens outside the body. I think it the happens outside the body and then reimplanted. Uses their own incubator or. Uh, I, I, and I know I need to learn more about the female body, but yeah. it's, it sounds like it's, I, I don't mean, think, it's like, I don't it's think like in vitro fertilization, basically, but instead of taking, um, healthy eggs, they're taking follicles and bringing them to the point of being actual eggs. Is that right? Okay. That is, I that is what skimming it. Poor Japanese woman getting like a shot in the arm and then having like a mega period. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or baby, as it's otherwise known. <laughs> <laughs> What a dark point of view of the miracle of life. <laughs> uh, it's just a big period. Fuck it. <laughs> no, I gotta feed this period. We're having a mega period shower this weekend if you guys want to come over. <laughs> <laughs> Bring a bassinet or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Some kind of mega period. <laughs> hey, you guys, as scientists, do we like the show Mythbusters? Yes. Yeah. I don't know how I, I feel. Like I feel they come to conclusions a little too fast. Like I saw one where... They they say in a, in the movies when they shoot somebody underwater, you know, could you shoot? Could you hit somebody underwater? And they take a dummy and uh-huh. put it underwater and mm-hmm. make it out of whatever we're made of. Who knows? We'll never know. <laughs> and they they take a rifle and they shoot it into the water, and the water won't hit the guy. Right, like it, ba- it bounces right off. And they go, okay, myth busted. That can't happen. But they normally run. They normally do a series of tests. They don't normally just do one, and then they normally escalate it to the point that. But like, generally, if something's busted, they'll then try and do more extreme versions of the same thing. To make it look cool. But they yeah. did something about, uh, you know, the, uh, I, I don't remember what they were figuring out, but they they took a dummy and they hung him off a tree. And they said, uh, however this was set up, you actually wouldn't die that way. If they, re- if they were so sure about saying the myth is busted, one of them should do it. You go <laughs> in the tree and drop and see if you're still alive. You put your face underwater and have somebody shoot at it. All right. But then they you do know? normally then find out that, like, it still hurts. It just doesn't kill you. <laughs> like, it's just like... The only thing that really bothers me about that show is the... I, I don't like um, curled up mustaches with, like, berets. <laughs> Thank the, you. No, no. The, like, don't go to Williamsburg, no, Brooklyn. The, the 30s muscle man look. Um, you know, I know. I just think, like, Movember's just getting earlier and earlier every year. Well, yeah. no. It, it's, it's because I lived in Seattle for too long. And just every person that was in front of me talking penny farthings at the fucking coffee shop, right? I have to like stand there. It's just that look, that that posture, that '30s muscle man pretension posture. Yeah, it just gets in me, man. So it's for some reason completely not their fault. MythBusters has turned me off. Right. Is this a good or bad time to point out that Adam Savage might be coming yeah, on the show at some point? Say, we <laughs> because we managed to get in touch with him. Are you serious? He's the yeah. one who doesn't have the mustache, yeah, though. So it's okay. Just don't mention you know, your mustache. Oh, him I like. No, no, no. Yeah. I think it's a fine show. I, I thought you, we were talking Ice Road Truckers. You're talking about Mythbusters. There's two guys. Plus, Jesse's always Always kidding. confusing those two. Yeah. That's genius Jesse over there with no, opinions on Williamsburg. No, you guys are talking Mythbusters. Okay. Well, that's... No, we got to get those guys on. I love right, that. They right. did that thing with the Hindenburg. Well, this is probably a good time to wrap things up. Um, we should mention again that... But really? There's other shows I want this shit on. <laughs> based in science. <laughs> I got real opinions of Mr. Wizard. That guy was a piece of shit. He knows what he did. Um, Bill Nye is on Dancing with the Stars right now. Have you guys been watching it? He's not anymore. Oh, did he get hurt? Yeah, I think he got hurt or eliminated. Ooh, or okay. So well, no we wish you the best. Dancing, but he was Bill. on Dancing with the Stars. Okay. Well, now we put a million dollars on <laughs> I like the idea that you only get to leave the show if you get hurt. <laughs> like, there's no voting off. No, it's very Hunger Games, that show. They, <laughs> yes. they don't want to be there. They don't want to it's be like, there. just like No, you just have to get, like, an exemption. Until the last one drops. Yeah. Have you, have you to noticed their, their bracelets that'll explode if they leave the dance floor? <laughs> <laughs> they... <laughs> 
when they ask him, like, have you ever danced before? And he's like, it's all science. <laughs> you know, like, I move this foot and that foot. Uh, <laughs> well, he sort of dances like that. I mean, it was, it was bad. Right. But it, was it was scientific. It was I did watch the, like, I watched the whole season of Dancing with the Stars that had Buzz Aldrin on it. How did he was do? He, really Not, he didn't do too good. Oh, yeah, no, he was terrible. He's in his, <laughs> like, he's in his 70s. And he's, like, maybe 80s, even. <laughs> right. Like, but, but everyone's... You know but, what's ironic? But he's, like, he a grand... not do the moonwalk. Yeah. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> But everyone had to kind of be Folks. nice to him as well because he's a he's Folks. a granddad right. who's <laughs> he's like grandpa who's been on the moon. You can't be you can't go. That was a shitty shitty dance, Buzz yeah. Aldrin. You don't you think have to they kinda... all should have yeah. moonwalked around them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. He did start one dance by saluting the American flag. And how do you oh, boo that? Right? Jesus. Oh, Thank you. Yes, we should call upon Jesus for that one. Well, of course. Let me tell you something. If he was in that Apollo 11 crew, he's used to sound stages in Burbank. Huh? Ah! We never did it. <laughs> Show me the proof. I wasn't there. <laughs> I wasn't there. I wasn't on the moon. I didn't see it. You if know what I did find out? the flag's moving, <laughs> where's the wind coming from on the moon? Thank you. <laughs> I like when that's an excuse, when it's like they literally thought of that and put a wire in it. Like, that's why it's... You know, <laughs> right. But I found out that when I, was, I did competitive erotic fan fiction and my story was about Apollo 11, which yes. I feel horribly about... Um, and I made Michael Collins this simpleton. Um, but anyway, so I was surprised to find out that uh, the original tape was actually not just lost, but taped over by someone at NASA. Like, all there are tapes of what got sent out to TVs, which are lower quality, but the actual main wow. tape, someone just tape. taped over it. Someone messed up and, like, put, like, Starsky and Hutch over it or something. Wow. Not that, but whatever. Like, somebody literally taped over the moon tape at And NASA. also the flag got knocked over immediately when yeah, they took on off. on the first of mission, they got knocked oh, over by the exhaust. Oh, something we should bring up, and I, I do know we have to wrap up, is, is you posted that contingency speech, which I thought was fascinating. Oh, yeah. There was a uh, William Sapphire. listeners to that. I'll send a link to that. William Sapphire wrote uh, the address that um, Nixon was to give if they died. Hmm. There was well, a he contingency the, plan. He also wrote the non-contingency. Okay, but, but it's like it's like they're gone. They can't be there. saved now. They sacrificed themselves for the greater good. I, was think, I started thinking about this parallel universe where, like, yeah, tons of stuff could have gone wrong, and they would have just fucking died on the moon. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would have been. And they would have just, after a certain point, just shut off the broadcast, shut off the communications. Yeah, because <laughs> they were going to give them a uh, like an at sea funeral. Yeah. Um, after the after NASA ended communication, and you can read that speech. It's on like an archive. And yeah, site. you can read that speech. It's very creepy and weird. Did he ever actually record it? I don't think Nixon ever did. No, but there's like a type typewritten thing right. from Bill. He's is credited as Bill Sapphire. I don't know William Sapphire. Everyone, but, but I, Bill, I will tell you this: after they did it, Buzz and Neil, they're back on the module. They're heading back to Earth. Nixon called them to congratulate them, and Nixon forgot Michael Collins' name. Really? He was talking to them. That's how shitty Michael Collins uh... felt. <laughs> He was the third guy that no one yeah. ever. He didn't get but also, land. he wasn't the third guy. Like he was, right. he was second in seniority. Buzz right. was actually. That's why he got to control the mod. You know, that's it was an important yeah. job. Buzz yeah. was actually the most junior one uh, on the on the mission, and that was nearly going to be. How am I now blanking on his name? Who's the guy who commanded Apollo thirteen? That's why you gotta Lovell. have Lovell. Yeah, Jim Lovell was gonna be in Buzz's position, and then it was decided in NASA that he was too serious. It was decided between NASA and Neil Armstrong and Jim. Like Armstrong was like, nah, Jim's too senior a guy. He can't be like my third string on this mission. He should have his own moon landing. Right. So that's why he it wasn't J- Jim Lovell. Yeah, and he never got to go. Did you hear Nixon when he congratulated the guys on the mission? He said, "Now go out and fornicate that <laughs> woman and man sex." <laughs> I did hear that part. And on that on that point, no, I think we should wrap, we things, should wrap up. things up. Um, uh, where can where can people find you? Like all right over here, the internet. Yeah. At these guys' house. We're hanging here. I'm going in the pool. 
Uh, KeithandTheGirl.com. Our podcast is on iTunes uh, under Keith and the Girl. Uh, Keith's new CD is now on iTunes. It's called Good Clean Fun. We're everywhere on every social media under Keith and the it Girl. It always feels ridiculous when we have a far more successful podcast person as a guest on the show. Like, how can our guest? Like, I, I'm pretty sure <laughs> our listeners are like learn. a subset of your <laughs> listeners already. Right. But... No. And then also this weekend at the LA Podcast Festival, you're performing on Friday night, I believe? Yeah, Friday night at again. 9 o'clock. Uh, Rich, so Rich there's Voss so many on. amazing... Can you get day tickets? Or do you, is it just like you, you can buy- get individual day tickets or the full weekend pass. And there are 40 podcasts, maybe 41, including yours, of course, Dana Gouldauer, uh, Mark Maron's WTF. Um, let's see. Like, Welcome so, to Night Vale. Uh, improv get the whole weekend humans. if you're around. It's a, yeah. it's a deal. I don't Doug see how movies. you wouldn't get the whole weekend. This is it's like, we're so happy to if be a part of this. If you are anywhere near LA and yeah. you are a listener to any podcast at all, which you clearly are, if you're listening to this right now, just go. Like go. It's, there's, yeah. you're going to get to see all of your favorite people live. And insane, insane for ninety nine dollars for three days. But it's it's show after show, and it's people hanging out uh, that you've been listening to. It's. I mean, we. I think every, I speak for everybody here. We are floored by how many people we're going to get to see and yeah, meet yeah. or re revisit. You know, it's it's yeah. an everyone's, incredible lineup. Everyone's getting the most ridiculous guests. Like pe- one whole podcast, Pop My Culture, got stars of ABC's TGIF, people from Family Matters, Full House, right. Mr. Belvedere, and Dinosaurs, <laughs> and Joey McIntyre from New Kids in the Block is going to be there. Oh yeah, for comedy uh, film nerds, right? Yeah, yeah. Nick Nick Swardson, um, Andy Richter. It's nuts. And then Douglas Movies is followed by a stand up show on Saturday. Sunday night, there's a closing party with open bar and live band karaoke. And food. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So there's so, no reason not to come. LAPodfest.com. He doesn't is, know how to use a computer, so we're not getting emails, but we're trying for Buzz Aldrin. We'll see. I'm also looking for someone to do a duet in karaoke, oh. so I'm just putting it out nice. there. Nice. I What's think you song? and I can do Islands in the Stream, can't we? <laughs> Let's make this happen. Leather and Lace. So Something. yeah, as, as, please, if you don't already listen to Keith and the Girl, find, and find them on every social media. And Bye as always, CDs. questions, comments, clarifications, email us, probablyscience at gmail.com. Tweet us at probablyscience. Go to the podcast festival. Uh, watch Brooks on SNL. Be nice to each other. Yeah. yeah. Just be nice. Good, just hug a friend. Nice. Yeah. Scientifically works out best. It does. If we it be does. nice. Yeah. We'll see you this week. And keep sciencing. <laughs> 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 Sign up. <laughs>